0: You're listening to Extra Takes, hosted by Northland Church Lead Pastor Dr. Joshua Laxton. Tune in each week as Pastor Josh reveals the rest of the story behind his sermons. We'll discuss how those who follow Christ can live out a biblical vision for the Church in the world today.
1: Well, hello, Northland family and friends. Hope you are well. Welcome to another episode of Extra Takes Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Shiles. Matt, it's good to be with you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, and we were already together earlier today because we had some friends That really are from the globe, telling us about what they are doing all over the continent of Africa. So it was cool for us to kind of sit in that meeting. But now we're here in the Extra Takes Environment, and then we have our very own. We have not given a shout out to Logan, you know, ever. And I think it's probably, I mean, it's way past due. Past due. But we are grateful for Logan and just really his expertise and his just heart to serve here at the church. He does really all of our videos, all of. Uh, the podcast, and so so any video that you ever see, Logan has touched it, and so like even this past weekend, we had a video of Randy and Cassandra Kemp and the adoption story there. Logan did that, and so Logan, we're grateful for you.
0: Yes, we are. Thanks for that that shout out because he does such a good job of of stewarding those stories. Yeah. He he took takes those stories, um, sees the vision, and uh, and makes sure they're clear. Con- concise and condensed. So thank you, Logan. Um, So this weekend, we are continuing the backstory of generosity. So the practices and pattern of generosity, November 12th and 13th, and we are in Genesis 1 and 2. The main point, two ways to say it. Generosity is exhibited in how you use the tools of your time, talents, and treasures. And second, generous people give their time, talents, and treasures to bring flourishing to the people and things they love. So this week is all about time, talents, and treasures, and we're going to really dig into that. But before we get there, we have to start Iron Man. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations!
1: <laughs> it, you know, it's always. It, I mean, it, it, since I finished, people are like, "Congratulations!" It's. I feel sometimes it's like self-serving, like, "Oh, well, thank you, you know." But yeah. I mean, it, it was amazing. Like I, I, I envisioned me crossing the finish line, but to actually do it, it was it was pretty incredible.
0: Anytime you spend fifteen months on something, yeah, right, and fourteen hours in one day on something, you can. Yeah, you can take those accolades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. so the question I have is what is something that is uh, surprising that happened during
1: that day? Something surprising? Me almost getting hit by a truck? <laughs> so, Tell I us mean, about that. Well, so, uh, I mean, they blocked. So you're, you're, I mean, 112 miles. And so a large portion of that was on highway. So four lane highway, so they block off the right lane for the bikes. Huh. But there, again, there's no cones. I mean, again, you have 112 mile stretch. So so you, so you you have the right lane, and cars should know because they got have signs everywhere. Mm. Well, so I'm I'm approaching a bike because we're on the side kind of of the road still. Mm-hmm. So as I'm approaching the bike, I know that I have to get out into the left lane to pass him. Well, so when I do this, undoubtedly I freaked out the truck that he forgot that this lane was for bikes And so I'm going at that moment, I'm going 18, 19 miles an hour. And then he like slams on his horn. And then I have the guy that I'm (laughs) passing yelling at the truck that he's out of line and he was. And so, uh, as I, as I, you know, kind of get back over to the shoulder. We now are approaching a red light and they're, you know, and at every red light, there are they're cops because they're, they're having to direct traffic because we don't stop. You don't stop. And okay. so as I'm approaching the police officer, that, that truck that almost hit me, I tell the officer, I said, that truck almost hit me. And he literally starts walking up to the truck. So I don't know if he had a conversation with him or whatnot, but that, that was a, that was a surprise. And any, and and, well, and the other surprise is that when, and I knew, I I knew it was a potential Hmm. because I'd read things like after you get off the bike and you start your marathon. Your digestive system begins to break down mm. and so you, you you know you can kind of experience a number of things. well, I did experience like some some really severe like cramping, and so I'm like mm. well, that's why I walk some because i'm like man mm. I, I like I need my belly to kind of be somewhat like stable for me to you know kind of Run so yeah. yeah so that was the other surprise but I worked through it and then I was able to start kind of getting into my rhythm of running so yeah. th- those were kind of the two things yeah that's that in- that's surprising. incredible
0: so. yeah who who knew that that you would just be riding on the the highway like that wow oh
1: yeah yeah and so
0: <laughs> so there was a number of us that were following along on on our app I know a lot of us were were praying and. And a bunch of some staff were in a, a text thread. Yeah, and uh, and it was a long day just following along. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. A, you know, but when you prepare yourself, this is why the mental preparation is so important. Mm-hmm. Is that I had never done a work like now. I've done some half Ironmans, which the half Ironman I did at the end of September. I did it in six hours and I think seventeen minutes, and mm-hmm. spent fifteen minutes in transition. So I mean, so right at six hours. So I had never worked out more than six hours in a day, and wow. so so here I am. Like, and and this is where a plan really it really comes into play mm-hmm. because I had planned out. This is how long my swim I think will will be. Mm-hmm. This is how long my bike will be based upon if I mm-hmm. average this mile per hour. And then also, this is how long my run will be based upon, you know, um, kind of minute per mile. Mm. Well, so I, I knew that I was going to be out there somewhere between 13 and 14 hours. And so you just prepare yourself mentally. And you know that you, and this is where you trust your training. Mm. You believe that I have done the training. I've put in the hours. Mm. And so my body is ready. It's just about just keep going. Mm. And so, so yeah, I mean, there was never a point in time where I thought, I, you know, I'm going to quit no i just i kept on monitoring my heart rate because that's a huge thing because you have to keep your heart rate in an aerobic setting not an anaerobic setting because that's more of a threshold past threshold so you'll burn out so you're constantly monitoring your heart rate and so by by doing that you just you just keep pedaling and you keep running so the human body is remarkable (laughs) Yes, and now I feel lazy because uh, I have not done a workout. Welcome to the club. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like there's room uh, for you. I've actually been reading articles now. Like, what do you do? You post Ironman, like especially you know this at this point in the year, all all of the races are kind of the end of the season races, and so the question is, what do you do now post Ironman? And so. Uh, so it's been interesting. We're like, what? What? Because do, I don't have another race, and somebody, you know, and the, obviously the question is, will well, I do it again? Yes, but probably not in 2023. Uh, there's, there's other things that I need to fill in with that margin. But sure. But yeah. So it's like, what do I do? Because I've not done anything. So. So I love that you tied this to your your time,
0: talents, and treasures yeah. that we're talking about um, this weekend, and we talked about. And you said, if I if I want to break my goal, yeah. if I want to break what I did this past time, it will be because of an increase in time, talents, and treasures. So yeah. just wonder if you've already thought about that maybe a little bit, what would that look like to to update or increase or change some time, talents, and treasures for you to, to kind of take that next step if you wanted to do a race like this or something similar, Well, whether it was a marathon or something?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, a couple of things because I mean, this is just how I. This just how I am wired. But I sat down and debriefed my whole race and wrote down. Mm. You know, here's here's how it went. <laughs> uh, here are some things that I learned, and here are some things that I can get better on. Mm. Now, just just that sheer act alone is time. Yeah. Right? Just just yeah. debriefing what happened, and that's the thing about our experiences in life. Like, if we really do want to get better at at life you have to begin to debrief the experiences you have in life like what went well what didn't go well what can I learn what can I do better like and that's just literally you're you're using that time wisely hmm. and so So that's the very – I mean, that's literally the first thing that I did this past Monday is I just spent some time just just thinking. Hmm. But the other thing that I did in terms of uh, writing down what I would need to do to get better is like take talents, for instance. Okay, well – one of the things that I did learn in some articles that I read, particularly on the even the off season, is I need to do strength and conditioning training. Mm. Like, so if I want to go faster on the bike, I actually have to have my legs stronger, my quads actually. Mm. So now I'm going to start. I'm going to start working out my quads yeah. so that they get stronger, so that I can have more power in mm. the in pedaling. So that would be an that would be a talent increase. I've learned about mm. that. I'm growing. In it, so that I can get better at biking, running. You know, kind of the the same, kind of the same way. But what I need to start doing there is really looking at more of how my body needs to digest certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there are there certain nutritions that I, I, I need to maybe? Uh, explore to hmm. actually be easier on my stomach, because again, that that's me. And and so the treasure part comes in. There are some nutrition elements out there, but they actually cost more than what I was putting in my body. So that's another part. Like so, for instance, this is um, I, how I, I I just know if I'm going to get better, I'm, I'm going to have to try some different things there. But there's a there's a certain kind of nutrition that Iron Man gives out on race day. It, I think it's called Martin or you know something like that. It's a uh, gel packs, but they're like three dollars a gel pack. Now they're giving them out for free during race day. But they also they all when I say they they the co- any coach would tell you don't try something new on race day because you don't know how your 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 right. digestive system will take it. So long story short, there if I'm going wanting to try, I'm going to have to spend a little bit more money money, trying different things just to get my nutrition Mm -hmm. better Mm -hmm. so that my body doesn't have the negative effects of whatever I had done to it that day. So those are things to increase, you know, to better my time. I do have to increase my time. I do have to increase my talents in some capacity Mm -hmm. and then definitely treasures. I might need to, I might need to pour more money into maybe gear or nutrition in order to see that happen.
0: I love that, and I love how you, uh, you connect that back to, uh, to what we're learning about here. So <laughs> yeah. um, let's move. I, I want to spend time on, on each time, talent, and treasure. So yeah. let's start with time. You said time is meant to frame out your day, not frustrate your life. <laughs> so it seems like we often view time um, as a limited resource. And um, and that will lead to frustration. And and I, th- I think what you're you're trying to get us to see is that we should view it as a resource from God that's meant to we meant to steward.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. If if time was something that was created and constructed by God, we should never be frustrated by what God has created because whatever He creates is good. So so time is good. So the 24 hours a day it's good the uh, 7 days a week they're good and so if if we see that they're not good that's more on us not on God hmm. and that that's something that we have to bring to our day of how we manage even our days and our weeks and our months and our years right and so it's really good well
0: and and, and even when you were talking about the debriefing part Mm-hmm. My first reaction was, we don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. But it's that we don't make time we for Don't it. make time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you didn't have time on Monday to debrief it, but you made time. I mean, you prioritized yeah. that
1: because you knew it was important. Well, if you, if you think about how – I mean, if we really wanted to get honest with how most of us spend our time, we do have time where we are just – spending it on the couch on the chair in the bed just scrolling through something so it really then becomes how do I want to use it yeah. now again i'm not saying don't do anything leisurely don't sit mm. down and you know watch a show i'm not telling you. but in terms of debriefing things we, we we can choose to debrief rather than you know spend 10, 15 minutes scrolling through facebook or whenever we're sitting there, if there's a you know a mom or dad sitting there waiting for their son or daughter to practice and finish practice mm. again, and instead of you know scrolling through Facebook, like debrief, start thinking about what what I think about the the most important things. Yeah, yeah. And so that that's all I'm trying. And again, that's that's part of the the generosity of our time is that if we're squandering our time. With just leisure activities and not doing something that is moving the needle in the structures like marriage that we inhibit or the workplace that 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 we go to every day then then that then again we're, we're not being wise mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: so based on your you gave us three questions what's the purpose what's the plan and what are the priorities um, and I came up with this stewarding time matrix yeah. so, uh, on the left-hand side, you have those three questions, what's the purpose, what's the plan, what are the priorities? Across the, the three columns, across the top, you have marriage and family, vocation, and church and community. Yep. And and what strikes me about this is there is, there is an intentionality that is needed um, for each of those, right? So for marriage and family, purpose, plan, priorities. I think we do this with our job, with our vocation. A lot of times we'll We'll goal set and whether we like to do it or we're forced to do it. I think a lot of us might be comfortable doing a uh, an activity like this with our job. But what well, about so, our family yeah. and what about our church? How, yeah. how have you seen that work?
1: I would definitely say where our general culture is, they don't know what the purpose of marriage is. You know, is it is it to now just make something official because yeah. we've been we've been living together yeah. um you know is it is marriage just just an expression of love yeah. in between two people okay well i mean th- that could be part of it but again that for for believers we're going to go back to what the what the bible says about what the purpose of marriage is and so but really spending time of going okay if this is the purpose to reflect the covenant relationship that god desires to have with people and that he does have with his people then what is the plan to, to cultivate and enhance that purpose and to bring it about? So then you – know, so for, for instance, like in a marriage, it might be, all right, well, I got to spend time with my spouse. All right. Well, so not only do I have to spend time with my spouse, but I've I've got to be able to communicate with my spouse because, you know, part of part of the kind of relationship that God has with us is this communicative element of a relationship. He's written the word for us. He's given us his spirit to help us understand his word. Hmm. We have prayer now, which, you know, so so in a marriage, we're going to start looking at if I got to spend time, I got to communicate, what do I communicate You you know, so so all of those things that kind of go into the plan and then the priorities. Okay, so what are the priorities? Well, I got to date my wife. So if I got to spend time, then I need to make that a priority. And so and I can I can say this from my own experience. If you don't prioritize and plan a date or plan a time that you set aside with your spouse, it typically won't happen because we will let busyness Mm -hmm. or Mm leisureness fill in the gaps. So sitting on the couch while that might be great and while Joni and I just enjoy each other's presence we do need to have those specific times where we do have a date night where yeah. we go out where we do talk um yeah. and so so those are important that's what and that's how I would say just in a marriage yeah yeah
0: yeah so date night date nights in are important but date nights out or there's just something different about getting out of the house, getting out of the environment, changing the conversation we've, we've experienced is just different, and
1: it's, uh, and it's had, a lot deeper. And I've had friends talk about Now, Joni, Joni and I, we've not done this, but but going back to even debriefing the Iron Man. Now, we do occasionally go, I'll ask her, how am I doing?
0: Hmm.
1: How am I doing? And she'll, she'll be honest. Like, as, just in general, as a husband? Yeah, as a husband. How, how am I doing? How, how's your love bank? You know, so uh, so that's another priority. That's a scary question. It is a scary question, but but how are you doing? Or how am I doing? And just letting because again, if if uh, if this is the purpose and here's the plan, then a priority needs to be part again. I need to ask her how I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I need to ask for feedback. You know, so (laughs) uh, but then I've also even heard of couples actually going on a marriage retreat. Mm-hmm. Not not going to a conference, but a retreat where we're getting away and we're just kind of we're we're kind of preparing and and planning for how we're going to get better at our marriage. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've so I've even heard of that. So again, pro, you know, priorities and and then you apply that to your family, to your kids. Um, and this is one of the things that I'm learning too with older when I say older teenage kids is there are times where. I'm like, I, I don't want to bother them, you know. They're just in there doing their thing, and I'm kind of enjoying sitting on the couch. But then there's this conviction that comes that that actually comes over me where I'm where I'm thinking, well, I only have Caleb for another year and a half. I, listen, I need to be intentional. I need to go in there and say, hey, bud, let's hang out, you, you know. And yeah. so that that's part of the like pro. If you don't make it a priority, and yeah. and that's why I think so it's so important to spend the time. Thinking through the priorities yeah. of these big buckets and spheres that you live in, yeah. because if you don't prioritize, you don't do it. Yeah, yeah. So, th- so this includes
0: marriage and family. This includes vocation. This includes church and community. Um, but you showed you showed me a, a piece of paper that you've done for your family to be very yeah. intentional. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, ye- this is years ago, especially when Caleb and Ellie were younger. But I called it the Laxton Family Discipleship Plan. And so I had listed out what was the mission of the family. And, and at that point, I had written out that the Laxton family exists to love Jesus with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength and to share and show the love of Jesus to the world. That, that's, that was the purpose of the family. And then the vision was – that was, was the plan. All right, so what are we going to do? to bring about this this purpose. And so three things that I wrote down. We're going to grow in our relationship with the Lord, His church, and with one another. We're going to give of our time, talents, and treasures to the Lord, hmm. to one another, and to the church. And then we're going to go for the Lord to our neighbors, friends, family, school, community, state, country, and world. So we're going to grow. We're going to give. We're going to uh, go. And then you start looking at the priorities. Okay, well, how how do you how do you prioritize grow? Well, you know that's where you have personal devotional time. That's where you have some some time set aside for a family devotion, like mm-hmm. once a week, and mm-hmm. family prayer, corporate worship, date nights, uh, specialized moments of teaching. So if mm-hmm. if something happens an experience happens, uh, where hey, let's use this to teach. Let's use this to teach Caleb or Ellie. Uh, and then maybe reading books together, I and mean, then give you you you're kind of outlining priorities there, and you're talking about okay, we're going to tithe, we're going to do chores because that that's part of giving. So so if we're going to give to one another, we we got to prioritize chores. Uh, we got to prioritize serving one another. So sharing, playing with one another, playing you know kind of giving our time like playing board games, right? Um, and then we're going to serve at the church, so everybody. Mm. And even now, it's interesting because now we're getting settled. We've been here— even though I've been pastor for almost eight months, we've only been here since, or my family's only been here since June, and mm. so, but Caleb and Ellie started serving this past weekend nice. in the children's ministry, so we're going to serve at church, nice. we're going to give, Amen. and then go. We're family mission projects, yeah. so that's why I, I love what we do a mm. couple of times a year, and, and serving as a church family, because now my family can get involved in that. Mm. Um, intentionally building relationships with families who don't know the Lord, and mm. then praying for those who do not know the Lord Nor attend church, so those are just ways as a family yeah. we could prioritize go, which was part of the plan to accomplish mm-hmm. the purpose. Yeah, yeah.
0: Generosity is um, is so much more intentional than I think we sometimes realize.
1: Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's kind of I, you know. Sometimes I think we get lo- Well, I think it can we can get lost that we are in a generosity series. But the whole point is you, these should become the natural overflow and outflow of our life because the Spirit of God lives inside of us. And therefore, by our very nature now, we are generous. So we, we are intentional. Yeah. Because I think that we, we do live in a culture where we're only intentional in the things that we want to do. And again, that we love but if you're going to bring in the broader understanding of how the people of God are generous then we're actually going to be generous towards the things and the people God loves <laughs> yeah. which then oh you know, again it expands it expands the horizon at that point of going oh wow yeah i am generous because here's the thing we know that we are generous to ourselves because we love ourselves yeah but but are we generous towards the people and the things God Loves mm. and has been generous towards yeah even when even when it's not natural,
0: oh that's so good, so that 's time let's look at talent um, so God n- never gives us anything that he intends for us to squander on ourselves, it's really, what we were just talking about. He always intends for us to bring blessing on others that connects directly back to made for mission, yep um, so this really really connects to the last series generosity is about stewardship.
1: Mm.
0: It's about stewarding what God has given us in all aspects of our lives, isn't it?
1: Yep. Oh, absolutely. Every yeah. every area of our life. I mean, that goes yeah, goes back to that whole idea where God has created us in his image to reflect his glory, which means to reflect his characteristics, his attributes. And his nature. So, which again, you're, you're so that that's why, like, all of the series that flow, you know, that will come after Made for Mission, you are connecting it back to the fact that we were created in God's image mm. to reflect his glory. And then I, you know, I made the statement and you know, I wrote it down, and it, it, this is one of the things that didn't make it into the message. But what is glorifying to God is good for our soul and will be good for the life of others. So whatever is glorifying to God will be good for our soul and will be good for the life of others. So that's why it's so important to get this understanding of what is God glorifying, what glorifies God. Because whatever glorifies God, it really is good for our soul, and it will be good for the life of others. Mm. And so, again, the generosity of just our time and now moving to our talents of going – all right, God has given us these things. How can I steward them for His glory? Because whatever, whatever, however I use these talents for His glory, it will ultimately be for my good and the good of others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you took
0: us through uh, A through Z. <laughs> <You> did. Yeah, did. <laughs> and, and, and something funny. So in the Saturday night service, I think you had one X, one Y, and one Z. And on the Sunday service,
1: you had two. Yeah, I had yeah. So I, you, you had an assist. Well, I had people coming to me and say, we we noticed that you only put one, you know, and so so someone gave me the Zamboni driver, and then I did add xylophone player, and then it, you, you know I added uh, well, what did I? Yeah, it was just X and Z. right? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, so it was the it was the camera crew. She came up to me and said, "Hey, we were we were trying to brainstorm, and we came up with Zamboni
1: driver." I go, "Go tell him." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and and it's when I'm creating that list, I'm like, "Do I say it?" I mean, I have to, you know, I'm because when you're again when when you're creating a message and you know roughly how long it's going to be, you're like, "I did spend a good time going through A through Z." Yeah. But where I where I settled on, I really wanted people to know that from A through Z vocationally, God has given you some kind of gift,
0: yeah.
1: ability, skill set to use for His glory. And so I, I felt like, and the reason why I really felt so strongly to to keep it there is is because I do think that the church it still today finds it hard to believe that God has called us vocationally to something to to use our talents, to glorify him really for the good and the flourishing of others. And so yeah. I, I really wanted to say anything that you can do from yeah. A through C, man, you
0: know, do it. You were trying to break down the, the sacred versus secular divide, and you talked about, you know, a lawyer having the same level of, of worth as, as what you do. Yeah. And, and when you said that, it was, it was a little shocking to me, although I didn't disagree. But as I was thinking about it, it wasn't about you. It, it was actually about elevating the role of a lawyer yeah. and elevating how we should all view our vocation
1: yeah.
0: um, because God has given us these talents to steward well, Absolutely. Um, to reflect his glory. Yep. Um, because he's a generous God. So, um, yeah, so I so appreciated that. Uh, I thought you were going to stop at like K. And then I was like, oh, he's, he, yeah, he's going. Yeah, he's an I, he's an Iron Man. Yeah, an Iron
1: Man goes all the way through to so. Z. Um, well, and I hope that people saw, and again, the, uh, another part of it was when I was listening out all of the, the the master level things and abilities that God had. Yeah, I mean, so here's who, here's, Here's God. He's the master of everything. Here's our vocation. And that that point number one was saying whatever God has given us in terms of giftedness and abilities, then what we're doing is we're enhancing and cultivating so that we might – Reflect him. I mean, because again, like if you're a lighting technician out there, who's the master lighting technician? God yeah. is. Yeah. So you don't come into that, and you, you, you're a master at it. You've got to. You might have the ability. You might have a. You might have a, a natural born knowledge. Like I don't have a natural born knowledge of engineering. Like I don't know how a light bulb works. I mean, I would. You know, I, all I know is I can flip on a switch. But there's some electrical engineering. You know, engineers out there, they know. Yeah. But but they don't know. Everything. So to become a master kind of electrical engineer, you have to cultivate that ability. So that's where I was really trying to connect that of going, yeah. man, if you want to be generous, yeah. you, you just don't give the mediocre you know, energy to just be being an electrician. Yeah. No, if you're made in the image of God and God's, God's spirit, you actually pursue becoming a master at it to learn everything that you can know because you want to image God well. And
0: in, in, in that, we see God's generosity of him giving us those talents and then him allowing us to participate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the last one, treasure, you said treasures are things we pos- possess, materials and finances that we give to not only meet but exceed the holistic needs of others. So there seems to be a difference between functioning and flourishing here. This idea of of meeting versus exceeding needs. Um I think if we're honest, um a lot of times our goal might just be to meet needs, but um if we're if our aim, if our goal is flourishing, um we're really being called to beyond that. We're being called to not just meet but exceed those needs.
1: Yeah, and You have to – and this is part of where defining who you love, what you love Hmm. is so important because I do think that, again, individually, not only do we meet our needs, but we do exceed our needs. Like you can probably look at your past history Mm -hmm. on what you've purchased from Amazon and go, did I really need that? Yeah. Like so I mean I bought another hair product yesterday and because I'm like yeah I'm going to try that I don't need another hair product I already got two things of gel sitting yeah. in my cabinet cuz you love yourself I just love myself yeah. so so that's why I think it's so important to define yeah. who it is that we love and what we love <laughs> and but to let God define that for us And to start looking at the structures in which we occupy, right? So the family structure, the marriage structure, the workplace, uh, the church. I mean, the really three big buckets and go – am i contributing to the flourishing which means not only am i going to look at the needs of my spouse or look at the needs of my kids i'm not only going to look at the needs of what my boss needs what what my coworkers need but what what the mission of the company needs and not but i'm going to go i'm going to give above and beyond which is why i said yeah. you know, like you look at your job description if you're just doing what's what's labeled in your job description you're just doing what's outlined for you you're you're just meeting the basic needs but as the people of God he's called us to go above and beyond. So maybe you have maybe maybe you're asking the Lord in your job, how can I exceed? Mm. God, will you give me wisdom and discernment of how I can take this job description or uh, this thing that they're asking me to do and how can I enhance it? Mm. How can I make it better? You know, because again, when God enters something, he just doesn't he just again, we saw that. He just doesn't meet the need. He far exceeds it. Hmm. I mean, that's why I love listening out all those plants and trees again. Yeah, yeah. Is that – just think about that. I mean, yeah. he could have just created a, you know, a potato or he yeah. could have just created – which I was really shocked at the 11 o'clock service how many people love Brussels sprouts, but – They loved it. I mean oh, – So many raised oh, their hand. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to rethink my Brussels sprouts thing, yeah. but – They must know a way to cook it. They must, because I've (laughs) never had Brussels sprouts. I look at them, smell them. I'm like, no, absolutely not. But But God could have just made Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And he didn't. And so that's where I'm like, so that job description, that that is just a framework of what needs to happen for you just to do your job. But how can you bring flourishing to that company and not just functioning? And that's going to require you thinking through maybe even your knowledge. Again, that knowledge is a treasure Mm -hmm. of how you can use your knowledge to enhance your abilities, your talents, in order to bring about Flourishing, hmm. and, and and there there are so many different scripture passages that I didn't bring into because again I, I'll preach on generosity again at at some point down the road. But Jesus tells us, "Where your treasures are, there your heart will be also." So again if you look at where your your you know where you're using your treasures your house your food your transportation your materials your presence your time your words your money if you if you see wherever those treasures land mm-hmm. that 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 shows you where your heart is so if all we're doing is using our treasures on ourselves mm-hmm. And not others, then mm-hmm. it it really does show mm-hmm. us where our tra- you know and then our here's the thing like uh, about the church if if you're not if you're not present at church, if you're not giving your time mm-hmm. at church, mm-hmm. if you're not giving words of affirmation and encouragement uh, to staff uh, to people who serve, if you're not giving a tithe to your church, then your heart's not going to be at the church. Which could it be the reason why the the church, in some sense, the way churches grow over the last few years has been through transfer growth? Could could it be the reason why it's so easy to leave a church is because your heart was never there in the beginning? I mean, could it? I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not saying it is. I'm just I'm just saying, could it be? The reason why it's so easy to leave a church is mm. because your heart was never at the church. And then Jesus also made this comment about do not store up treasures on earth mm. where, wroth, where where moth and rust destroy, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Well, what what, what what does that mean? Here is what I think it, it means in the context of of generosity mm-hmm. and giving is that you take all of our you know take take the comprehensive list of our treasures. Mm-hmm. Are you allowing your treasures here on earth? To actually work towards bringing heaven to earth Mm. and the fact that people will be in heaven at the very end. So because again, uh, and Tim Keller and others would say this. If your treasures increase, and so let's just take your financial treasures. Mm-hmm. If, if your financial treasures increase, so let's say you get a, a raise in your job or you get another job which doubles your income, that doesn't necessarily mean that your lifestyle should double. It just means your capacity to give hmm. should be even more. And so that but again, that's part of it is that we have to start learning that all of our treasures are not meant to elevate our standing in life. And again, I'm not saying don't have, you know, don't have a higher standard of living. Don't you don't you know, I'm not saying don't go out and buy nice things. That's not what I'm saying. Hmm. But what I believe that the Bible would have us to really contemplate in terms of the area of generosity is is how we are spending, yeah. how we are giving our treasures. Because if we're laying up treasures on earth, Jesus says don't do that. But actually allow your treasures to bring heaven to earth. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this has been a a great conversation, and um, it's one that I think we can keep going back to because there's there's so much richness and depth, and I think we can probably do – uh, a separate podcast on each of the three time talent and treasures so oh,
1: yeah absolutely i got I got one more statement that I did write down that did not make okay. make the message, but if you struggle with giving your treasures it's an indication that you have misplaced or misdirected your love so if if you struggle with giving your treasures, it is an indication that you have misplaced or misdirected what you should love. Hmm. And then the other part would would be what Paul writes in First First Timothy six: Be rich in good deeds. Mm-hmm. So, w- mm-hmm. what does that mean? What, what does it mean to be rich in good deeds? What do good deeds do? They actually, good deeds are the building blocks of flourishing. Mm-hmm. And so, and what what Paul says is: Be rich. Be generous in good deeds. Why? Because good deeds are the building blocks of flourishing. So husband, you don't want to do the dishes. That might be a good deed. And that might actually begin to just be a small little building block of building flourishing in your marriage. Uh, Saying encouraging words to your children. I'm proud of you. Hmm. I love you. I'm so happy to be your dad. Hmm. Like those, again, those are good deeds. Those are using words of affirmation. And Hmm. here's the thing. Are, are are you failing at that? Are you just functioning at that? Yeah. Or are you flourishing? Are you extravagantly giving? So these, these good deeds, be rich, because those are the building blocks mm. of flourishing.
0: Wonderful. So as we wrap up, we have a final question. I'm interested in the resources you use for this message. So can you reflect on you know, maybe the experiences, influences, and resources, books, or articles that that you used. I know you mentioned uh, Tim Keller being one, but, but what are some others?
1: Yeah, Randy Alcorn has a really good one. It's a small little book on treasures, and then Tim Keller has a book entitled Every Good Endeavor, Connecting Our Work with God's Work. So how do we leverage our talents And then there's a book entitled Luther on Vocation, which again talks about this whole idea of of vocation and vocational call. And then there's a book that I've used throughout this series for God so loved the world, which is why you know I've really taken John three sixteen and use it as the New Testament. Synopsis of God's generosity and then we we'll go to the backstory in Genesis 1-2. And then next week we will see Genesis 3. But, but that, that's a really good resource. And so th- those are some really key re, and then there are definitely articles that Tim Keller has written and others like his, there's a website called the Center for Faith and Work. That's another one that has just many articles on that. But th- those are some, in just a nutshell, that I've used in this series.
0: Great, and, and one that I would add, as we were talking about the purpose, plan, and priorities, uh, specifically around marriage. Tim Keller's "The Meaning of Marriage." Oh yeah, I mean, we yeah, we read that, and it was uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then there there is one uh, family worship time, I think, is the book name, and it's a very very short book, but it talks about how you how you sing, read, and pray. That's mm. the three things that you do. If you want to do a family devotional time, mm. three things that you do. Sing, read, and pray. So sing a song together, uh, read a short passage together, and then pray. And, and it doesn't have to be long and drawn out, but but very quick, Donald Whitney is the author there. But that would be for marriage and church. Uh, Tom Rainer... His, he has a short little book on what is a church member. <laughs> so you, uh, and at some point when we when we kind of get uh, a new to Northland class up and running and others, we will actually have yep. probably that book because it just spells out what does it mean to be part of a church? But Tom Rainer, what is a church member? Great, great. Well, thanks. This has been a great conversation. Well, I have loved it. I, we have one more week to go, and I cannot wait for that week because um, – I have been knocked between the eyes in this message. So cannot wait to deliver it. And so Northland family and friends, thank you so much for taking the time, investing time in listening to Extra Takes. We pray that you have a great rest of your week. Blessings.
0: Thanks for listening to Extra Takes. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you won't miss a single episode.